Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 245. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Approximately 40 to 50 percent of American adults consider themselves shy. Shyness is a response to fear and also strongly influenced by life experiences. Shyness emerges from a few key characteristics, self-consciousness, negative self-preoccupation, low self-esteem, and fear of judgment and rejection. Shyness forces us to abandon new social opportunities, which in turn prevents us from improving our social skills. So what are some psychology hacks to overcome shyness? How can we apply these tactics to allow us to meet new people and expand our network? Number one, don't bring your shyness to others' attention. 
we need to first avoid advertising our shyness. Now, why is that? Most likely, it may not be as explicitly known as we think. So, simply bringing attention to it not only makes us feel more uncomfortable, but shines a light on it. When we worry that people will notice and judge our mistakes, our quirks, we're more likely to hang back in the safe zone, where we are safe from possible rejection. But here's the interesting part. We believe the entire world is always looking at us, watching and judging our every move. Now, 97% of people think this way. But if this is the case, that everyone is thinking the world has all eyes on them, then that means rarely are other people actually paying attention to us because they are too preoccupied thinking everyone is looking at them, judging them. People tend to be less observant than we imagine. If you're still convinced, ask yourself this, how much do you notice about the people around you and what they're doing at any given time? Number two, don't label yourself as shy. Each one of us is unique. It's one of the most beautiful things in life. We need to let ourselves be defined as a unique individual, not by a single trait. For example, maybe you're great with animals, a talented artist, or a compassionate listener, and family and friends always seek your advice. The world needs balance. What better way to strike that balance than with different personality types? We are all a mixture of things, a combination of unique traits, skills, and quirks. Not a single one of those things should define us. It is this combination that makes each one of us who we are. There is not another person that has the same exact combination that we hold. This is special and something we should always remind ourselves of. Number three, take deep breaths. Being in a social environment, if we're shy, may trigger anxiety. And when we feel anxious or under stress, it's easier to breathe too much and end up hyperventilating. Even if we're trying to do the opposite, breathing is one of the best things that we can do to interrupt the cycle of anxiety. See, when we're anxious, we tend to breathe quick and shallow breaths. And in the course of doing so, we're sending signals to our brain, which triggers that fight or flight behavior. Taking the opportunity to control our breathing and perform longer inhaling and exhaling allows us to interrupt that cycle, helping to reduce that anxiety. By doing so, we're tricking our brain 
which therefore allows us to stay truly present and focus on the situation at hand rather than floating away on a cloud of anxiety and removing us from a present state. Before you take a big, deep breath, try a thorough exhale instead. Push all the air out of your lungs, then simply let your lungs do their work, inhaling air. Next, try spending a little bit longer exhaling than you do inhaling. For example, try inhaling for four seconds, then exhale for six. Try doing this for two to five minutes. Number four, meet new people. This helps us become more confident. Now, of course, for some people, approaching strangers and starting a conversation with them can be difficult, intimidating, but it's critical that we start doing it. And here's why. Just like with anything we start getting reps with, we ultimately start to see that it's not as bad as we thought. And what happens is that by simply leaning into the exercise, we start finding better ways to approach that particular situation. It allows us to improve our social skills. And in some cases, we actually start to realize that we enjoy meeting new people, learning new things, making connections that may help us out down the road. We start to unravel all of this value that we previously did not know existed because we never gave it a chance. We never gave ourselves the reps. Number five, visualize yourself and plan for it to go well. We should never underestimate the power of the mind. Just as our mind can play tricks on us by engaging in things like overthinking or committing to negative thoughts, we can use these same mind games to creatively visualize ourselves being confident, speaking in public, talking to our crush, meeting strangers, achieving our career goals, and many others. This helps us gain the confidence that we need. There is a similar exercise to visualizing an outcome when we achieve a goal we set for ourselves. It can help us propel towards our goals and intentions because we visualize and feel the emotions that are elicited when we achieve that goal. And visualizing these situations and feelings can boost our motivation and drive. Shyness is characterized by a strong tendency to overestimate negative scrutiny. We fear that others will evaluate us in a negative way. What we need to do is think positive. Instead of imagining the worse, we need to think of ourselves going into a public place or a social event and see it going smoothly. We need to visualize ourselves chatting easily to new friends and imagining the conversation just flowing. Thinking that everything will go well helps to reduce anxiety. It boosts our self-confidence, which in turn helps diminish feelings of self-doubt and insecurity. These visualization processes are known as priming. 
And the big plus here is that this priming allows for repetition. And repetition allows the brain to process events quicker. And when socializing, the experience will seem more familiar if we have visualized the event positively beforehand. Number six, always be curious. Most people like to talk about themselves. People enjoy engaging with others that ask questions about them and their lives. Here's a nice little trick. If you're ever stuck in a conversation, ask someone about themselves. Ask them questions to keep the conversation going. Be genuinely interested in others and what they're saying. Here's why this can be so beneficial. When we engage in active listening, we pull ourselves out of our own mind, out of the loop of judging ourselves or thinking about what others are thinking about us or thinking about how awkward we may sound. Instead, when we engage in active listening, we are focusing our attention on the flow of the conversation. This also helps us to easily recognize when to share our thoughts more naturally, meaning that we won't find ourselves taken off guard when others ask us a question. This allows us to talk freely and be confident doing so. Number seven, soften your inner dialogue. Our inner critic can cause a lot of emotional damage, robbing us of peace of mind and self-esteem. When our inner dialogue is very harsh, it makes us assume that others will judge us in the same way. We assume that this inner dialogue is the same dialogue everyone has. We assume that the harsh judgment we come down on ourselves with is the same judgment that those around us hold. This causes us a great deal of emotional damage. The best way to defeat that critic is to have an even stronger ally on your side. So you may be wondering, how do I do that? Start noticing the good things about yourself and learn to talk back to your inner critic. So for example, when the critic starts to blame us for being fearful. Remember that there is not a single person who enjoys rejection, yet somehow we all manage to survive it. When our inner critic starts to tell us that no one will ever like us, we need to remind ourselves that us liking us is what matters most. By learning to talk to ourselves in a kinder, gentler way. Social situations won't hold as much power to hurt us because we won't be punishing ourselves. We need to create and hold on to an inner voice that acts as our own best friend. Number eight, name it. Now you may be wondering, what are we naming? We are naming all of our jitters and worries. Name them. And most importantly, plan how you're going to eliminate them. This ultimately allows us to move forward. What we find out is that when we name 
our jitters and worries, we start to realize that they are passable. We can overcome them and climb them. They don't seem as monumental as we once thought. And in most cases, we start to realize how laughable some of those worries are. We realize that these worries were threaded in our minds out of fear that we also fabricated in our minds. And when we start to untwist all of that twine, it loses its structure, which means we truly see the worries for what they are and where they originated from, which means we can properly address them. We need to remind ourselves suffering from shyness shouldn't keep us from the success we are seeking. Number nine, remember that one bad moment doesn't mean a bad day. Most of the time, we spend an ungodly amount of time in our own head. This room is filled with thousands of thoughts that contradict each other, shift our perspective, and make us think something is not what it actually is. All of this time in this room, known as our mind, distorts experiences, tricking us into thinking that our shyness ruined an entire event, when chances are it wasn't a big deal to anyone but us, because we obsess over what we did or didn't do. It's the center of attention in our mind, when in reality, there were hundreds of other things that were going on at that event that were more captivating and important to others. These micro moments do not define a bad day or even mean others took notice. These moments are opportunities to take a step back and ask ourselves, am I going to let this small insignificant event or thinking ruin my entire day? These moments, these situations are an opportunity to remove the same old lenses and put on an updated version that allows us to see reality, not the movie that our shy minds wants us to think and see. Number 10, shut down your imagination. Now, don't get this confused with creatively visualizing ourselves being confident. I'm referring to our brain distorting things. Our brain as we were just talking about, tends to distort experiences, pushing us to think that our shyness ruined these events. Most of the time, we feel disapproval or rejection, even when it isn't there, even when chances are it wasn't as big of a deal to anyone but us. When we recognize this happening, we can simply grab a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. On the left side, write what you think happened. All of the things that you're imagining. On the right side, write everything that actually happened. Things that you know for certain because you observed them. This simple yet effective exercise allows us to separate reality from imagination. We need to always remind ourselves, don't misuse your imagination to abuse yourself. Number 11, 
stare it down. Sometimes when we're scared, the best thing to do is to face it head on. If we're frightened, just stare it down and lean into it. Nine times out of 10, we reveal to ourselves that the thing we thought was scary wasn't as bad as we fabricated it to be in our minds. Monsters are created in our minds more than they actually live in reality. By starting to stare at them, to face them head on, we start to remove the scary cloak that masks these monsters in our minds. Avoidance only gives these fears more power. When we avoid our fears, we teach the fear center in our brain that we can't handle them, giving the fear more power. It's time that we take away that power and face our fears. We owe it to ourselves. So to recap, number one, don't bring your shyness to others' attention. Simply bringing attention to it not only makes us feel more uncomfortable, but shines a light on it. People tend to be less observant than we imagine. If you're still not convinced, ask yourself this. How much do you notice about the people around you and what they're doing at any given time? Number two, don't label yourself as shy. We need to let ourselves be defined as a unique individual, not by a single trait. We are all a mixture of things, a combination of unique traits, skills, and quirks. Not a single one of those things should define us. Number three, take deep breaths. Breathing is one of the best things that we can do to interrupt the cycle of anxiety. Taking the opportunity to control our breathing and perform longer inhaling and exhaling allows us to interrupt the cycle of anxiety. By doing so, we're tricking our brain, which therefore allows us to stay truly present and focus on the true situation at hand. Number four, meet new people. Just like with anything we start getting reps with, we ultimately start to see that it's not as bad as we thought. And what happens is that by simply leaning into the exercise, we start finding better ways to approach that particular situation. It allows us to improve our social skills. Number five, visualize yourself and plan for it to go well. We should never underestimate the power of the mind, just as our mind can play tricks on us by engaging in overthinking or committing to negative thoughts, we can use these same mind games to creatively visualize ourselves being confident, speaking in public, talking to our crush, meeting strangers, achieving our career goals, and many others. Number six, always be curious. When we engage in active listening, we pull ourselves out of our own mind. Instead, we need to engage in active listening. When we engage in this active listening, we are focusing our attention on the flow of the conversation. This allows us to talk freely and to be confident doing so. Number seven, soften your inner dialogue. When our inner dialogue is very harsh, it makes us assume that others will judge us in the same way. 
we need to create and hold onto an inner voice that acts as our own best friend. Number eight, name it. Name all of your jitters and worries. And most importantly, plan how you're going to eliminate them. We need to remind ourselves suffering from shyness shouldn't keep us from the success we are seeking. Number nine, remember that one bad moment doesn't mean a bad day. Micro moments do not define a bad day or even mean others took notice. These moments are opportunities to take a step back and ask ourselves, am I going to let this small insignificant event or thinking ruin my entire day? Number 10, shut down your imagination. Our brain tends to distort experiences, pushing us to think that our shyness ruined an entire event. Grab a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. On the left side, write what you think happened, all the things that you're imagining. On the right side, write everything that actually happened, things that you know for certain because you observe them. This simple yet effective exercise allows us to separate reality from imagination. And finally, number 11, stare it down. Sometimes when we're scared, the best thing to do is to face it head on. When we avoid our fears, we teach the fear center in our brain that we can't handle them, giving the fear more power. It's time that we take away that power and face our fears. We owe it to ourselves. This week's shout out is by Kylan who sent me a DM on Instagram. Last year, I was in a horrible electric motorcycle accident. I was in a coma for 10 days. 12 days later, I came home. My friends and family thought I was going to die or come out a vegetable. It was a very scary moment for everyone. I was working at stepping stone of a job. When I came back from recovery, I made it a mission to get the job of my dreams. And I did just that. Now, I'm on a roller coaster of emotions. I cannot find my motivation, passion, or dignity. I tried writing things down, therapy, and talking to loved ones. Nothing worked unless I was driving listening to your podcasts. The way my vibrations, motivation, and value immediately went up when I was depressed is crazy to comprehend just from listening to you talk. I want to thank you and your knowledge for putting together this outstanding art piece. I recommend it to all my friends constantly. For an opportunity to be next week's shadow, please leave an honest review on the podcast or send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into psychology hacks to overcome shyness. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast don't forget to join me every monday and thursday for new episodes i love you all and thanks so much for listening
motivated mind is a legacy division.